or rather than if, what changes do I need to make? To reflect and see what we give our time, our energy, our attention and affection to. What things do we need to remove or modify in our lives? So we're going to pause here and ask him right now. So let's ask, Father, are there any areas of my life that you want to show me where I need to make changes? So just ask the Father to show you. And then we're going to ask the Father for his forgiveness. Father, I ask for your forgiveness. Please help me as I make the necessary changes in my life. I choose today to pursue a healthier life with you. Amen. What we have just done is a simple tool for us to use, and we'll use it again later when we ask the Father what to prioritise. God is the healer, restorer and deliverer, ready to heal, restore and deliver. As we let his light shine on the things in our lives, as we bring them into the light, so the grip of shame and condemnation, so the enemy grip of shame and condemnation is loosened. We all sin. Romans 5, 8 says, God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus didn't come for the perfect or the pure or the holy. He came for us as we, as we are. The unconditional love of a loving father to offer salvation, forgiveness, healing, deliverance, restoration. Jesus did his part and we need to do ours to take action and to respond God is with us in the journey, cheering us on, guiding us, forgiving us, picking us up, walking with us. Cheering us on, guiding us, forgiving us, picking us up and walking with us to bring us into liberty and freedom. We can all look at our own lives and feel guilty, condemned and unworthy. But God is loving and he wants to restore us. We see this in the Bible when we look at the life of Paul who when he was Saul persecuted people and God restored him. And similarly, Jesus did the same with Peter. God wants to restore us too. In Peter 1, 5, verse 10, Peter writes, And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will restore you himself, will restore himself, will himself restore you and make you strong and firm and steadfast. He knew what it was like to be restored. Peter, a friend of Jesus and disciple, denied knowing Jesus. And then after Jesus' resurrection, when Jesus appeared on the shore, as, he was, as Jesus was cooking breakfast over the fire, Peter saw him and he knew that he had to metaphorically jump into the water and swim to Jesus in order to draw close to the Lord and be willing for this to happen. I love that Jesus restores Peter by the fire a similar context to the situation that Peter denied Jesus in, again by the fire. Just prior to that verse, Peter writes, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he might lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Now, whilst the reason for our struggles and anxieties differs to Peter's, Jesus' love and compassion for us is the same, as is his heart to see us healed and restored. Jesus came to save heal, deliver, restore and bring life. He is the restorer of our souls and he longs for us to be willing to be restored. God is with us as we run the race of life and as with any race, we need to be fit and healthy and get rid of what holds us back. 
Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says, Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which easily ensnares us and run the race with endurance, the race set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame and, had, and sat at the right hand of the throne of God. So let us all recognise the race and run well. Now running the race isn't going to be without its obstacles, difficulties, opposition and challenges. And there are things that can trip us up along the way, which is why Paul encourages us, throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. We need to remove the baggage and the hurdles as we are cheered on by the cloud of witnesses. Our prayer for us today for, is that we have all is for all that we have experienced and are carrying. We turn to Jesus, the Author and Perfecter, our friend and deliverer. And as we read earlier in verse six, we don't worry about anything, and instead we pray about everything. We tell God what we need, and we thank Him for what He, he has done. God is the one who turns our grief into joy, our disappointments into opportunities for him, our weaknesses into strength. He gives hope. He is the one who turns our failure into fruit for him and his glory. In Philippians 4.19 it says, And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. God is our strength and our refuge. He is the one we walk hand in hand with. He is the one whom we lie down in green, with whom we lie down in green pastures. He restores our soul, as it says in Psalm 23, and as David West highlighted so well last week when he pe preached on this passage, we pause in the green pastures with him, but we keep walking through the valley. If you feel in a valley right now, for whatever reason, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, can we encourage you to know, as this passage says, that he is with you. Do not fear, but keep walking. And do as today's passage says, ask God for what you need. If you need healing, ask for healing. If you need a hug, ask for a hug. If you need forgiveness, ask for forgiveness. I'm sure all of us need all of these. In order to be spiritually healthy, there are steps to take ways of being, thinking and living that we need to have in place and goals to help along the way. The goal to refrain from unhealthy ways, thoughts, actions, hobbies and do all we can to remove unhealthy ways from our lives and prioritise healthy living. Or for ways that, don't we, that we don't need to refrain from or remove, we may need to make necessary adjustments because we might give too much time, attention, effort and energy to them and we need to prioritise a godly and healthy lifestyle to be holy and to honour God with our lives, our bodies, heart, mind, soul and spirit. In Hebrews it later says, God is training us for our own good that we may share in his holiness. It's important that we seek and prioritise holiness. We are holy because of Jesus, but we're also on a journey to be holy and be transformed into his holiness, to be set apart as Christians and be Christ-like. And this involves effort. As Mother Teresa said, our progress in holiness depends on God and ourselves, on God's grace and on our will to be holy. We can decide to let Jesus make us holy. We become what we set our goals on. It's, been, it's often been said that we become what we set our goals on, but more it's been said, 
We become what we surround ourselves with. Now, all of that is easier said than done. But we need to be wise in what we do and watch what we listen to and, watch what, and be careful what we watch and who and what influences us to avoid the things that make us stumble. All of this with the transforming of our, of our minds as Paul teaches in Romans 12. So what can we do to help with healthy spirituality and to live a life honoring, more honoring to God? There are some keys, many of which have been covered in previous preaches or preaching series. So for more details, please do listen back to them. But here are some keys. Time with God, Father, Jesus and Holy Spirit. This is a key principle to our healthy spirituality. It is being in his presence and seeking intimacy with him. To develop a lifestyle of worship. Now, not just what we have just done in sung worship. That's a really, really important of our gathering together as a church community. But worship with our whole lives in all that we do. And knowing also, as the Bible says, worship is a weapon of warfare. So if at any moment you're feeling you're struggling or you feel tempted, speak out the name of Jesus and put worship on. The enemy hates it. Read the Bible. That's so key, isn't it? The Bible, the manual of life, honouring the Sabbath and the biblical principle of Sabbath rest. The importance of prayer, the prophetic, that's listening to his voice and soaking in his presence. Seek his forgiveness and keep a short account. Know our identity and seek healing of the heart. To allow God to come and help us with the renewing of our minds as we pursue purity, that aim for a clean hands and a pure heart. Value gathering together. This is a really important thing to help us with our spirituality. As a church family, as a community, life groups and friendships can all help us along the way. And accountability is a really key element of our spiritual walk and helping us with healthy spirituality. Having someone or a few people to be accountable with, to share with the good and the challenges, and who will check in and see how we are and how we're doing. Phil and I have a number of accountability partners. Not only are we accountable to each other, but we also have colleagues and long-standing friends with whom we're accountable to. Additionally, Phil is accountable to the bishop, the dean, church wardens and church. Now, for all of us, life groups can be a place of accountability and to help. As we finish, let's focus back on today's passage. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one thing, fix your eyes on what is true and honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And from this, we will receive his peace. Amen. As we head into ministry, for this ministry time, we're going to have a time of asking the Father what things we need to modify in our lives and thinking again about what takes our time, our energy, our attention and our affection. So we're going to ask the Father to show us what to take up and what to give more time to. So let's pray this prayer. Father, please can you show me one thing you want me to take up or to give more time to for my spiritual health? Just let the Father show you what it is that he would like you to take up or where he would like you to give more time for your spiritual health. Father, we thank you that you are with us. And as your word encourages us, 
we can take everything to you. We thank you for your peace and we thank you for that you give us the strength to face all things through Jesus. Please help us to prioritise you and to guard our hearts and minds as we live each day and to give you the glory. Amen.